Hi, I'm Kimmy Jane, a corporate girl by day and a model, pageant girl and podcast host by night. Welcome to the Boss Chick Podcast, where I'll interview women from diverse backgrounds on life, careers and confidence, so you can learn, laugh, grow and be inspired along the way. Be sure to like, review and subscribe as that would mean so much to me. Thanks for listening and be sure to tune in to my next episode. Umi, I'm so excited to have you on the Boss Chick podcast today. Thank you so much for joining the show. Before we get started, would you mind giving the audience a bit of an introduction to help them get to know you a little bit better? Thank you, Kimi. It's uh, my pleasure to be here with you today. So my name is Umi and I am actually calling from Montreal. Um, pretty much where I'm like on the other side of the world from where you are. And I am a blogger, self-published author, speaker, mentor, and YouTuber, which these are all the things that I do on this side. But I actually, I am, I work full-time in the financial sector. And uh, I forgot to say one important thing. I'm also self-published author. I self-published my first book uh, um, last year and it's been a year already. Thank you so much, Umi. I'm so excited to get started and talk about everything you do because outside of having a full-time job, you really do a lot and it sounds like empowering women is something you're very passionate about. Why don't we start with your book? So you are a self-published author. Would you mind telling us what inspired you to write your book and tell us about what it's all about? Yes. So I self-published my first book last year and it's called Discovering Your Identity, A Rebirth from Interation Struggle. And basically my book, it's sort of like a memoir and I talk about my experience growing up in Italy. Uh, basically, I am a tour culture kid. So my parents are from Bangladesh and I was born and raised in Italy. And I often, when I was a kid, I often struggle in finding my cultural identity, like being able to identify myself like am I Italian am I Bengali what exactly am I and that's how I was like I always had these questions in my mind and and especially because people would ask me and no matter what answer I would give people would just question it like they were not okay if I said I was Italian because I don't look Italian and they were not okay if I said I was Bengali because I had an an Italian accent when I would speak um, when I would speak English and I was very much to write this uh, this book uh, after reading another book of an author who is a South Asian and she basically talks about her own experience being a South Asian woman and when I read that book I feel like I could relate so much to it and so after reading a book that said uh, called how to write a book in 30 days I sat down and I was like okay I'm, I'm ready to do this and so that's how I started to write my uh, my book and it took me literally three days to have the first draft ready and then after going over it a couple of times I was like okay I'm gonna find someone on Fever to help me out with the formatting and so forth because I was like I, I don't know how to do this like I said I have a draft but I don't know anything else so lucky enough I found someone who helped me a lot with this so she was like I'm gonna help you with the with the formatting and cover page and stuff like that just give me the draft so I gave her the draft and after two weeks of her working on this on this last steps it was ready to be published and then I published it. Well done. That's very inspirational. I think that's fantastic. And it's so cool that you read a book, how to write a book in 30 days. And then you literally wrote your book in 30 days like that. that, I think that could give a lot of, um, you know, aspiring authors out there some hope because uh, I would imagine it would be pretty tough to write something like that. 
So it sounds like you wrote your book about struggling with your own identity, you know, being Bengali and living in Italy or growing up in Italy. Was the book a way to sort of reflect on your own experiences or what was the sort of purpose of your book? Yeah, it was sort of like a reflection of my own experiences um, and also because I felt like I wanted to share this story to other people because I know that I'm not alone in this. Um, I feel like there are a lot of kids out there, I'm saying kids, but people of my age being out there who struggle with this. And I feel like we live in a, such a world where, where we are so connected and you have people with any, with any type of ethnical background. And I know a lot of people struggle with that, being a tour culture kid where they feel like they don't belong anywhere exactly. But the whole point of the book was to say that, you know what, you even if you don't belong anywhere, you can create your own world, which is just made of you and in the cultures that you embrace. And so for me, it was a reflection, but also being able to accept myself for who I am and seeing the two cultures in being in me being more like a, a strength rather than a weakness so that was the whole purpose that is so beautiful thank you so much for sharing I think that's really wonderful and has that poured into other areas of your life I know that you do some volunteer work sounds like you know helping others is something that you're very very passionate about Did, would you mind sharing a little bit about the volunteer work you do yeah so for the volunteering work I have plenty but I'm going to just stick to some of them, which are all related to women's empowerment. And basically, there are two volunteering organizations that I'm actively part of, and they're all dedicated to gender equality and women's empowerment. So the first one is called Women in Leadership, and it's an organization based in Canada, which, which is where I live. And basically, uh, we have several chapters, and I am part of the chapter in Victoria, which is not even in Montreal. like It's like somewhere else like in Canada. And I volunteer virtually as a social media lead. And basically, what I do is that I basically promote as much as possible all the events that we have for women in leadership, for for women who are like working in the corporate job. So we promote things related to personal development, leadership development. We promote uh, events dedicated to how to use LinkedIn to build your personal brand. So we have like coaches coming in and giving webinars workshop virtually and so my job is to promote that as much as possible and with some of the members we also have instagram lives where we have conversation about you know what are some of the advice or tips that we can give to women out there you know trying to climb the corporate ladder so we try to give more like realistic tips to women that can find it valuable and we have this conversation so that's the first organization I am part of and the second one is called 100 women in finance and I actually mentor young talents I mentor um young girls in their 20s who want to work and study in finance and they want to have more of an of um I would say more like a guidance from someone who's been in the industry so I actually mentor and I very much enjoy this because I feel like we need to if you want to if you want to change the world if you want to make it more equal you have to start when these girls are actually very young and you have to build that sort of mentality so I mentor uh, young girls in their 20s so that you know when they are much older they know what they want to do in their lives so these are the two most important ones that I'm a part of right now. That is amazing. Let's maybe start with the first organization you mentioned. I think you mentioned women in leadership. Is that correct? Correct. 
Okay. I love that you talk about practical tips for women because I think a lot of people, they just want to know, how do I become a leader? What do I do? So could you share maybe one or two tips for women trying to climb the corporate ladder, like some practical tips that you've learned along the way? Yes. One of them that I very much uh, like is um, to be an advocate for yourself. I think no matter in what position you are, you always have to stand up for yourself. And that's important because no one else around you will will do that for you but yourself. So if you feel like, you know, you want to work for a promotion, if you feel like something is not right, you have to like be vocal about, be, be vocal about it and don't be really afraid of the consequences. You know, it's like, what's the worst that can really happen, you know? And I feel like you will never know until you try. So I feel like being an advocate is so, so important. And then I would say also for people um, who are interested in developing their leadership skills and so forth, I feel like every single company is full of resources like within the company. And I think employers want to see their employees growing and developing themselves. So I feel like if you have a particular interest or if you want to, you know, develop a certain skill, just go ahead and ask your employer like, do you have anything that I can work on right now? Like whether it's a it's a training or taking a course, I think it's always nice to see that there is an, an initiative from the employee side. So I feel like, because I am a little bit like that too, where I'm like, okay, I want to keep going. I want to learn. And I feel like my company has a lot of free resources that I can use. So why not take advantage of it? So if, if your company is offering trainings or if they pay for some courses, or if you want to complete a certification, go ahead and ask them like, okay, are you willing to, you know, pay for this? Are you willing to, to help me to, to achieve this? Or can you guide me towards some resources where I, where I can improve on this, uh, on this scale so it shows that you have initiative it shows that you're enthusiastic it shows that you care about your role and so I would say being an advocate for yourself and showing initiative to you know achieve something or work on a skill those are two things that I would suggest every woman to do thank you those are both excellent tips and they're very practical which I love I think that everyone could take those on board and that they would you know those tips would really help someone in the workplace especially if their workplace does offer like training and resources it makes Mm -hmm. total sense to take advantage of those and upskill always and outside of everything else that you do I read that you are also a blogger and a youtuber so can you share a little bit about what you do on those spaces Yes, so I am a blogger and it started, I would say, literally three years ago where I was like, okay, I feel like I have so much knowledge that I can share to the world, but I didn't know like where to start from. And then after having a conversation with my sister, I was like, she was like, oh, you know what? I want to create a blog. And suddenly she gave me this idea that I was like, oh, maybe I should look into like blogging and how it works. Anyway, what happened is I spent days and nights trying to figure out how to build a website because it was everything was so new to me Uh, I spent days like watching YouTube videos on like how do you create a blog what's the best host to create a blog after a lot of trial and error I finally figured out how to create a blog so I created this blog literally three years ago and it's been three years that I have it and the whole purpose of having the blog was to get my knowledge out there but also to like use the 
it, my own experience to share it to other people, such as women and girls, and to maybe inspire them through the actions that I that I take. Um, so I share a lot of things such as, uh, you know, career, the importance of networking. I share a few things about traveling experience, what you should know if you're traveling to Italy for the first time. And I share a lot of things about language learning because I am very passionate about that. I speak 4.5 languages and I feel like it's important to you know keep keep them alive you know you have to be practicing in order to ensure that you are able to speak the languages that you have learned so I talk about those things and I also talk about public speaking which is my big big passion and, and then I created my YouTube channel which was never something that I wanted to to be honest I, I think it just happened by chance uh, because I was invited into this um, interview to do with a friend and it was my first time being on camera so we were there for 20 minutes recording this and I was like oh crap okay I was super nervous but after that I just I don't know how to explain it I had this boost of energy that I was like okay I'm ready I think I'm ready to have my own YouTube channel and so in I think 2022 I created my first YouTube channel and I have interviews I mean have interviews I also have some solo videos but I have interviews with uh, you know um, people who are personal development coaches I have interviews with people who teach languages who are language coaches so basically I invite a lot of coaches and I have I like having those interviews like I like to be on the other side of, of the of an interview because usually I'm the guest in various podcasts but I also like to be on the other side when I'm interviewing people so I very much enjoy having those type of connection and putting this information out there that you know people can find it useful because there are so many resources like there's so many things I get from these coaches you know so I I'm pretty sure people find it very useful. Absolutely. I mean, I want to go and watch and read your blog now. <laughs> Do you mind sharing? What is your blog name? It's called My Ways. It, 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 okay, the website is myways.ca. The blog, the blog name is My Ways. Thank you. And your YouTube channel? It's called Urmi Hossain, which is my full name. Thank you. I will pop those in the show notes. So if anyone is interested, please just head to the show notes and click the links. Well, I cannot wait to go and read. I feel like you are a wealth of knowledge when it comes to women in the workplace and, you know, sharing skills about how to get ahead in the corporate world, which are applicable in so many areas. I think things like networking and being able to ask for a pay rise and that sort of thing are important for everyone and anyone. Um, aside from... <laughs> everything we've mentioned so far which is a lot is there anything else you'd like to share with the listeners or anything else that you're currently working on for the future that's the thing I'm, I feel like I'm working on 17 million things and I'm trying to narrow it down um there are a few things that I'm working on which is I want to give a TED talk and this is why I started my journey with public speaking and being part of Toastmasters uh, like I've been part of this master's for four years. I've been trying to like, you know, improve on my public speaking skills. And I want to give a TED talk eventually. And I say it in every single podcast that I go, because I'm like, I just, I need to put it out there in the world, you know, so that I am manifesting this. So I am trying to work to give a TED talk, hopefully before I reach 35, that's my goal. And I, that's the first goal. And the second goal is I do want to continue writing and I want to have a continuation of the first uh, of my first book uh, what I do talk about uh, my life in Canada because I feel like Canada did help 
me to shift my identity and to find, you know, to understand who I am better. And it has helped me so much to grow personally and professionally. So I do want to... Um, I do want to write uh, the second book. And uh, I would say for now, those are the two things that I'm doing. I just narrowed it down. So I would stick to those ones for now. Yes. Those are some great goals. And I can 100% see you speaking at a TED Talk. I have to ask, with Toastmasters, I've heard a little bit about it, but do you mind sharing what actually is Toastmasters? Yeah, definitely. So basically, it's this uh, worldwide worldwide known nonprofit organization that is focused on helping people to improve their public speaking and leadership skills. And basically it was founded in, in 1949, if I'm getting this correct, and that was the whole purpose. So basically what you do is that every single city, every single area within your city has a Toastmaster clubs. So it's a it, these are like groups of people that meet each week once a week or twice a week, it depends. Some uh, clubs meet for an hour, some meet for two hours. And basically what happens is there is there is an agenda. And basically there are there is an agenda with the roles and, and your name next to it. And basically each week you are performing a role. And once you become part of the Toastmaster, there is this, this thing called the Pathway Program where basically you sign up to a pathway and within the pathway, there are a series of projects. These are speeches. They tell you, okay, this is speech number one. This is the objective of, uh, of the speech. And they tell you like, okay, this is how you have to deliver it. So once you sign up to give a speech, you go in front of the, you go to your club meeting, you have the meeting and then you have, you have the meeting, you give the speech, and at the end of the speech, you are evaluated. So there is always a designated evaluator, and basically you get feedback, and that's how you grow and learn. And once you finish all the projects, you basically get this title of the distinguished uh, speaker. And the thing that people do not know about the Toastmaster is that it's, just, it's not just a place for public speaking. It's actually a place where you get to work on so many other things there's networking it's you get to learn on critical thinking you get to work on your analytical skills you get to improve your your English because there is a role called the grammarian so it's this grammarian is there to introduce a new word at each meeting and meeting and they want you to use it as much as possible and the beauty of Toastmaster is that you also like the more you get to do the speeches and the better you become. And there are also competition during the year. So you get to compete at different levels. And then there is one at the national level and you do all this competition and you get all this recognition. Like it's so highly recognized. Like I feel like people don't understand how big Toastmaster is because employers especially like when you're looking for a job and people say okay she's she goes to Toastmaster it shows that you know she has leadership skills because the model of Toastmaster is where the leaders are made and basically they like Toastmaster is there to like create leaders in the world and it just it's just to your advantage if you have it to your resume because people like employers they know that oh yeah she goes to Toastmaster so we know who, who we're dealing with like she knows how to present and so forth so it's like it's honestly it's a great organization I, I love Toastmaster I love it. Thank you for sharing I didn't actually realize that Toastmaster's did you know that sort of leadership style skill building as well as the public speaking I have heard of Toastmasters before but it does sound intimidating was it scary going along to your first couple of Toastmasters oh my gosh oh my gosh yes it was it was so scary scary as hell I remember 
my first time they make you talk from the first time okay like they they put you on the spot they ask you okay why you're here present yourself tell us give us your objectives and I remember the first time I spoke I was like oh gosh this is a disaster it's <laughs> it's it's a disaster for a couple of meetings I I'm gonna be like honest about it but the more you do it the better you become at it and the beauty of this master is that people the people who are participant like the people who go to this meeting they all share the same goal which is they want to become a public speaking so they are not as good as you think they are you know there are different levels so don't be afraid of that meaning that you have people who are not good people who are excellent but they're all there to support you and encourage you to to keep speaking and it's only by practicing and showing up they will that you will be better Thank you. I, yes, I, I can imagine that initially it would be kind of terrifying and I have heard of it and thought about, I have thought about going myself, but then just the idea of being put on the spot and having to speak in front of a room of strangers straight off the bat is kind of scary, but I, it sounds like there are so many benefits from joining Toastmasters, especially if you want to be a leader and improve your public speaking skills and listening to you today, I can tell you're a fantastic speaker and <laughs> I look forward to watching your very first TED Talk uh, when you <laughs> deliver it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Before we wrap up today's episode, do you have a message that you would like to leave the listeners with? Yes. The cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. That's a great quote. Do you want to expand on that a little bit? Yes. So this one, it's um, it's a quotation. I heard this quotation, I think, on a podcast, and I think I just resonated with it. I feel like my whole life was be- based on like being afraid of trying things and doing things and being comfortable with uncomfortable. But when I heard this quotation, I actually felt like everything it said, it was true. I feel like sometimes we're so afraid of trying some things that we don't go inside this cave because we are not sure what's 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 there you know there could be anything but I feel like the moment you step into this cave you start to realize that you know what there are so many good things waiting for you out there and I feel like it's only when you deal with the fear it's only when you see fear more like as a positive thing it's it's only then that you start like growing and seeing that oh it's not that bad as we thought you know there's so much uncertainty but I do agree that you know, when we're afraid of something, it's just uncertainty, but that doesn't mean that the outcome is supposed to be negative. I think that with fear, there are so many good things that come along. Sometimes we're so scared of something because we're unsure of it. But when once we try it, we realize that it wasn't so bad. And so for me, like even with public speaking and also like you just said, yes, it's scary. It's uncomfortable. But you know what? I saw all the benefits that has developed in the long term which are something that I would have never conquered. You know, it was something that I would, I would have never achieved if it wasn't for me going inside this cave. So I always tell people, like, if you're scared of something, it's probably a good thing, actually. So go f- follow your intuition, even though it's it's scary, just go inside this cave and find out what's waiting for you out there. Yes, fear doesn't always have to be such a negative thing. It's just something we have to work through to go and find that treasure, basically. <laughs> exactly exactly (laughs) well thank you so much for your time today you have been so wonderful to speak to and I'm so excited to see what you do in the future with your books and your public speaking and everything else you do in your community thank you so much and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your weekend thank you (laughs) be sure to like review and subscribe as that would mean so much to me 
Thanks for listening and be sure to tune in to my next episode.